Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and I'm here with... Wendy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lauren Bacall has joined us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, it is the day after day eight, and it's like two in the afternoon. We are recovering. This is... Day one of the post-apocalypse. Yes. <laughs> Day one of the rest of our lives. Ah, so yeah. we are in the front yard studios again. <laughs> so, There's gonna, probably going to be a lot more traffic than when we record this at three in the morning. Yeah, because it's two in the afternoon. It's nice out. Yeah, isn't it? The sky is beautiful. There's a sky, Melissa. There's a sky. There's sunlight. Look, it's very bright. I, I am having sort of a... A golem moment. We don't have to watch a movie if we don't want to. And yet, weirdly, I do because mostly I just want to. St- I want to sit and stare and drool. <laughs> I just want to. Yeah, that's about my speed today like, too. But it has to be a movie probably that I've either seen a billion times, or like is made for three-year-olds. <laughs> just yeah. I'll wake up eventually. Sure, I will. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, final day, final day of Fantastic Fest. Day eight. Day eight. We had we had weird. Our days were very separate from each other yeah. yesterday. Yeah, because the first the the thing I did in the first two time slots was a uh, media experience I call sleeping in, doing laundry, and being not around people. I mean, that's the English translation of the title. It's probably varies a bit, but it. The great thing is, it's it's available now in all markets. It sounds Germanic. It's pretty great. <laughs> I feel like that's a German title. Yeah, it's just one word with a lot of syllables in it. I actually, I, I went hard this Fantastic Fest. Yeah, you did. I went to every. I was at the at the theater for every slot. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't go as hard as Vinny. Vinny did every press screening. <gasps> how? And every midnight. How? How is that human? I don't Was know. he sleeping at the Alamo? He got four hours of sleep a night, he said. Oh. Max. And I'm just... I, I now have concerns about Vinny, and I might need to... I might... Yeah, I might need to consider... Um, making sure I'm never left alone with him because he might be alien. An alien. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Fair. But he seems nice, so it's probably fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I made it to every slot. I did make it to the slot yesterday, although barely. <laughs> Laws may have been broken. <laughs> to get Were there. you driving? <laughs> to get there in time. Did, did, uh, was there redshift? Uh... We don't know. I was I was on the inside. I can't see the redshift from the inside. True. Um but I did make it for the platform. Okay, great. Which 
I was like, and of all the films that I had on my docket for yesterday, the platform was the one, the one I had as a can't miss. Yes. Be- also because it's just going to be hard to find later. Right. So, dear listeners, we talked about the platform a few days ago, but uh, we should recap it briefly. Uh, yeah. And, and your reaction. Um, it is a... Which, what? It's line? Spanish. Spanish, thank you. Of course it it's, was, because yeah. Jean, was, Jean was the moderator, partially because she can help translate when yeah. the director is like, uh, I'm trying to think yeah. of the words. And um, it's, it's from Spain. Um, Spanish. I think actually the Basque re- region of Spain, even. You might be correct. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so uh, it is a six-person cast. It is a. It they they asked him because he was there for a Q and A, and they asked him like, "How did you shoot this?" And he's like, "We built two, two rooms, okay, uh, two stories of uh-huh. it, and then they would just have to keep reversing shots for all this stuff where they would look up and where they would look down." Okay. Um, so I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. That sounds incredibly frustrating when you have to do a shot where it goes down and down and down. And yeah. It's just, that sounds ridiculous. Um, but the, the central premise, as Melissa covered, is that it's a prison with how many levels we don't even know. And they make this exquisite food, and they feed you once a day, and there's enough food on that platform for everybody if they only take what they need. But what, of course, happens is the people at the top eat everything. And by the time it gets, like, not even barely any way down, there's really nothing left. And so, and every month, what you are randomly assigned a, a level. And so you wake up on the first day of the month and it's like, uh, okay, I've got it good this month or I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And people kill each other. They kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Um distressing things happen. Yes. And um, and it's obviously, in, with a context like that, it's highly political. Oh, yeah. And realistically, um, the Alamo should have just had pitchforks and torches waiting for everybody to grab on the way out. Oh, I agree. Like, it's the type of movie you walk out and you start chanting, eat the rich. So, um... Yeah, and a few days ago, there was a VIP um, event where the Alamo set up an outdoor cinema and had a lavish outlay of food and people watched the platform. platform. Did you hear that when the food arrived, it would look like it had been rifled through? Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Amazing. Did the people in the front row get better food than the people oh, in the back? That, that would have been great, right? Yeah. That would have been hilarious. And of course the dessert was panna, panna cotta. Um, because so- panna cotta is the message. So, and I did get to watch, so I got to watch the first film of Fantastic, my husband's first film of Fantastic Fest with him, uh-huh. and I got to watch my last film of Fantastic Fest with my husband. So, That's great. So we sat together and we, it's such a good movie. I hope it finds some way to get released so that people can find it. Yeah, it's really great. And I liked I'll it. I'll just go ahead and talk about the rest of my day. Because yeah, because you didn't see any other movies. <laughs> I did not. I had plans. I was going to see the shorts program and Butt Boy, and I did have a ticket to Knives Out, although I had already pretty much decided I was going to skip it because um, I wanted to get to the after the closing night party a little early and get it get my tattoo. Um, so, but then, so I wander into the highball and run into people to start chatting, and then the screenwriter of the Wave, which is the very first film I introduced yeah. and did the Q and A for, was like. Hey, so uh, you... Gil Clavin. 
Um, right. no, Gil Clavin is the director. Carl Lucas is the writer. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, and so Carl comes up to me and he, he taps me. He's like, what are you drinking? And in point of fact, listeners, at that moment, I was not drinking anything. <laughs> but when somebody walks up and says, what are you drinking? You answer the fellow. So uh-huh. he bought me a whiskey. And nice. he's like, I want to talk to you. You introed Guns, Guns Akimbo last night. And I have a very different reaction to it, and I want to talk to you about it. And I'm like, great, I'm on board for this. So we sat down. We found a booth in a back corner of the highball, and uh, we and we started talking movies and life and relationships and kids oh, cool. and, like, everything and the history of Fantastic Fest and all the fest and his history in the industry. And then I bought the next round... And then, um, and then Gil showed up, and Gil bought that round. Mm-hmm. And by that point, my husband comes up and is like, "Are you going to come watch shorts with me?" And I'm like, "It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> I, that doesn't seem like the thing that's happening right right now." And he's like, "Oh, did you want me to save you a seat? Are you going to come in later?" I'm like, "I'm like, honey, probably not. This is what I'm enjoying doing right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, the, I am enjoying this conversation and being here." And then, like Emily Higgins came and joined yeah. us. And then Carl wandered away, and then we had Gil, and then the director of the short film that played before theirs was, like, uh, wanting to talk to Gil about filmmaking, so he joined us, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I walked in at some point. And you, yeah, you you showed up, that was great, and... And since I I am now friends with the bartender, he poured us some very strong drinks. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you got me that mule that I was like, whoa! Yeah. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff Hefe... I actually don't Jeff. know. Does he pronounce it Jeff? Yeah. Okay. Because it's spelled Hefe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's great. Yeah, he is. You no, know, he's great. Because he's another one where, especially when all I do is say, can I just have a Coke? He goes, here you go. And he's like, no, 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 don't pay. Like, I, and I honestly believe that's not just because I know I know you and you're cool, but like, it's literally annoying to have to ring up a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so then, and then like Butt Boy was coming up, and that's why Carl left. Carl's like, I want to see Butt Boy. And I'm like, that's great. Off you go. I'm too drunk to sit through a movie now. <laughs> I, am, I am day drunk. I, and, then, and then everybody sort of cleared out organically, and I was like, I need to get some food. So I walked down to the Shake Shack and used my Fantastic Fest discount to get free french fries and bought myself a burger and a shake and enjoyed some quiet time. Important. Very nice. And then started drinking a lot of water and a lot of Coke. Mm-hmm. Coca-Cola. PT Tubs. <laughs> yeah, that's important to clarify at certain points of Fantastic um, Fest. Yeah, and then and then there was this delightful thing that happened because I walked back and uh, I just sat down and had a really nice conversation with Anique. Oh, nice. And Logan joined us. And it was just, yeah, it was just a day where I got to talk to people and it usually happens once during Fantastic Fest, and apparently mm-hmm. that it was the last day. And then, and then like the Knives Out came up, and I was like, no. And then after it's seated, Luke comes out, sees me, and he's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah." And he's like, "How come you're not in the movie?" And I'm like, "I just..." No. And he's like, "Did you not get in? I can get you in. Did you want to go in?" <laughs> I'm like, "Luke, no, it's fine. I decided I was movied out." Mm-hmm. And he's like. He got this look on his face, like I don't I, understand. I, I don't know. I don't know those words. <laughs> well, I mean, he does, but probably never for me. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, and then the and then we'll both talk about the closing night party. So that yeah. was my day. Yeah. My final day at Fantastic Fest. Listeners, you have to understand Fantastic Fest is what you make of it. That's right. So then so what did you showed up I, in third round? I showed up for third round. Bought me a drink. I bought I bought <laughs> Wendy a drink, got her even more drunk. <laughs> I slammed mine and went into Parasite. Oh, oh Wendy. It looks so good. It's it's uh the new Bong Joon Ho movie. The host and the host and mother and memories of murder and Snowpiercer too, right? Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> speaking of the platform, anyway, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, Parasite is phenomenal. It is so good. Um, it, it won the the audience award for Fantastic Fest this year, and it is. Um, it's kind of a, it's kind of like the host where there's a very funny streak through it, but it's ultimately a drama genre sort of thing. And um, but the the central idea is you you start out with this family of four. There's two two parents and two adult kids, like they're college age. Um, they're all living together and uh, very very poor. None of them have jobs at the moment. Um, their phones have been shut off, so they're wandering through their their apartment looking for free Wi-Fi. Like, oh, there's one in the corner of the bathroom here. <laughs> we can get the coffee shop from here. Um, and they leave all the windows open when the uh, fumigators come through the city to get rid of pests. And they go, no, 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 leave the leave the windows open. We'll get a free fumigation that way. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. So... Uh, the son has a friend who is going abroad, and he, up to now, has been um, tutoring this young girl of a rich family. And since he's going abroad, he asks his friend to take over tutoring. And the 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 son goes, "Oh, I, but I don't have any accreditations." It's like, it's okay. The the, the woman of the house is very gullible. <laughs> so they falsify papers. The The kid goes in to be the replacement tutor. And he... He's actually a decent teacher. You know, he's, he's got the schooling. He knows... He's teaching her English. And he he's, does a good job. It's just, you know, his accreditations are faked. And when the... Um, when it becomes clear there's another child in the household who is unruly and the mother doesn't know what to do with him, he goes, oh, I think I know this other tutor who could come in. And he gets his sister hired under... <laughs> under pretenses. Under pretenses. And eventually the whole family is working for the household. And, and the <coughs> household doesn't know they're all related to each other. It's just, oh, I happen to have this friend. But anyway, they're... And eventually, it's the this very poor family, kind of grasping at what this rich family has. What this this rich family the wealth. has, and like, it goes, it goes to bonkers places. I can't where where it goes, you can't really expect. <laughs> it's great. It's really great. But once again, it's about class struggle. Like the platform, we had a really big class struggle day yesterday. Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, there's a 
film, as we know, reflects uh, the general zeitgeist of like this is what this is what we're dealing with in the world. Yep, it's always interesting to see how it all works out. Sometimes, yeah. Apparently, this year it's grief, class struggle, and time travel. That's what we're dealing with in the world these days. People want to escape the present. Yeah, right. This is the worst timeline. Everybody wants out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and so then, then, then you saw the closing night film Knives I saw, Out. I saw Knives Out. And Wendy, I know it's so delightful. It looks amazing. Okay, dear listeners, Knives Out is Ryan Johnson's new thing. Um, it's coming out in November, like Thanksgiving weekend. I highly recommend it because it was so fun. If you've seen any of the trailers, you know that like everybody in the cast is amazing. It's it's Tony Collette and Christopher Plummer and Daniel Craig with a southern accent and uh, uh, got uh, Jamie Lee Curtis too, right? Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Shannon and just every single actor. A bonkers cast. A bonkers cast. Oh, and Captain America's in it. Yes, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. I love Daniel They're, Craig with a southern accent. Did you see Logan, Logan Lucky? Lucky? I love Logan Lucky. It's so great. <laughs> and so... Daniel Craig is playing the the last of the gentleman sleuths, <laughs> and he he comes into this situation where the police have ruled this is suicide. The patriarch of this family was found dead, but in weird in a weird fashion, and uh, but they say it's pretty clear it's a suicide, and Daniel Craig has been hired under mysterious circumstances. He doesn't know who's paying him. And he comes in and is like, this is weird. Let me chew on this one a little bit. Or, let, let me chew on this one. I, I can't do the accent right now. I'm, I'm just wiped out. Anyway, it's, it's glorious. It is so funny. And all of the people in this rich family are just terrible. And <laughs> so more class. More class. Um, so basically it's, um, Daniel Craig teaming up with the woman who was the personal nurse of the guy who died and trying to figure out who the hell, what the hell happened. What the hell happened. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's so much fun. The, and it's fun to see it with an audience because everybody was just having a grand time. And you can also tell the cast was having the best time. <laughs> They're just chewing scenery and having fun. and Oh, yeah. It's... Yeah, even from the trailers, you can tell Chris Evans is like, Ha-ha, I'm not Captain America anymore, bitches. Oh, he he works it, man. It's, it's great. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't remember the line, but there's one scene where Chris Evans is... Everybody's screaming at Chris Evans and goes, fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck you, and you, and you. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember. I can't wait. It's so funny. Oh, that'll be delightful. That'll be great. I only have to wait two months. Only two months. It's fine. It's fine. I was movied out. It's fine. I'm having a little regret, but it's fine. Because I didn't actually end up getting a tattoo. Yeah, you did not, because it was too big. It was too big. Like, there's, like, if you're going to wear art on your body, it has to be art you really want. And I was like, no, that's too big. That will look weird on me. I don't like that. 
I sat. I got all the way into the chair, sat down. He swabbed it, even did the little scrape with the with the razor, and he was picking up the thing. And I went, you know what? No, I'm not gonna be happy. Okay. And he was like, oh no, good, good, good. If you if it, if you're not gonna like having it, then don't do it for sure. <laughs> Yay! So, uh, besides, you weren't there to hold my hand. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. So, uh, closing night party. Closing night party. It was a good one this year. Oh, it was so good. We like, were at... It was, almost, it was as good as the Itch.io year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, there this... were a couple of years that were the Itch.io year. Oh, yeah. Like, here twice. But, yeah, this year they had a band called Big Nazo Intergalactic Creature Band, which is a funk band dressed in alien costumes. And there's a lot of alien costumes that they wear because they go through, quote, transformations on stage so that they change into different costumes than the ones they previously had on. So they have a... It's a four-piece band, and they're all in costumes. And then they have two other dancer, helper yeah. characters. Yeah. And there's all kinds of transformations. And, and, and at one point, they put masks on some people in the audience and get them up dancing. And they got, like, I swear, like, 20 people, like, dancing in front, on stage, mm-hmm. like, all around. It was so much fun. They were really great. And the music was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the part, the other part, too, is, like, the music was great. So you did want to dance. Mm-hmm. And they did a nice long set. And they were, they had, there was the opening, um, like, marching band. Yeah, the marching band was really good. But, that, like, it wasn't, like, marching band, like, Phillips, like, they were playing, like, dance music in a march, but with a marching band. Yeah. And it was... And with dancing skeletons. Yes. It. And they were great, too. The they were something great. Dead Capital Band. Dead Something Capital Band. Yeah. They were great, too. And then, and, and then the aliens started walking out, and I'm like, Melissa, Melissa, <laughs> do you see what I'm seeing? What's happening? There's somebody covered in eyeballs. That's great. <laughs> And the costumes were amazing. And Jerry turns to me, he's like, if I had known this was even a possibility, I would have started a band. (laughs) I have a theremin. You could make the costumes. (laughs) Yeah, the the drummer was in this, it must have been 15 feet tall. Huge body puppet thing. Yeah. 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 They must have all just been dripping sweat. Oh, God. And then constantly changing... Yeah. Costumes out. Except for the bassist and the guitarist. They were con- pretty constant. Yeah. And the the bassist was like a giant squid head thing and that was my favorite. Yeah. It and, was it was it's all pretty And great. they had they had these uh tentacle gl- whoever like it was hard to tell gender. Um they had these tentacle gloves on while playing the bass that had so they had these long tentacles like flying off the tips of the fingers. Uh-huh. So every so while they're playing bass there are these little tentacles like flipping and whipping around. I'm like, This is great. It's <laughs> so good. And uh you could ride a choo choo train. Yep, they had a little choo choo train that would go it, it was basically uh not a warehouse. It kind of looked like an airplane hangar in this on, yeah. the, on the inside. It, a big industrial open space, concrete floor, and then there was stuff to the side that was open air. Um, so yeah, there was a choo choo train. There were photo booths. There was face painting. There was a balloon artist. There was a balloon artist who was amazing. He made a face hugger for Ginny. Yep, and a. Butt bouquet for Jerry. Jerry says, I want a butt bouquet. All right, then. <laughs> and the balloon a... artist paused, 
And you could tell he was... And then he kind of nods and says, like, yeah, I can do that. I yeah, can do that. I know how to do that. And they, it, they were hilarious. His little buttockses. Buttockses. Um, um, and then, like, you got a squid hat. I did. I got a... I, no, I got an octopus crown. Octopus hat. Crown. I, got, I said, I want a crown with an octopus on it. And he made me a crown with an octopus on it. And it is glorious. And... Uh, the choo-choo was my favorite. And, of course, you could get your tattoos. And they had the bar set up in the middle, which was so smart because it meant that you literally could come at it from any angle. So mm-hmm. there was very little way to get your complimentary booze. Mm-hmm. Like, and there was pizza. We ate it all. Uh, and there was uh, some ladies making liquid nitrogen breakfast cereal. Yeah, they called it Dragon Breath Ice Cream. Yeah. And it wasn't really ice cream. It was like... Cocoa Puffs, but big, that was frozen in liquid nitrogen, like, so it, in effect it was dry ice, and so you pop it in your mouth, and you start chewing it, and then dry ice fog starts coming out of your mouth and nose, and it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> we were having a good time with that stuff. Oh, so much fun. It was tasty, too. It's nice and crunchy. Yeah, it was crunchy and cool in the mouth. Yeah, yes. and they put a little, like, chocolate or mango sauce, or... Yeah, so to give it a little bit of flavor. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... It was a good party. Yeah. Yeah, we were there uh, nice and late. Yeah, and I mean, the the key thing about the party, the more I go, the more years I go, is like, if there's just enough space for everybody, Mm -hmm. and and so that everybody, and that people can just hang out and talk with each other, like, yes, you want to have the choo-choo train and the face painters and the photo booth, but realistically, what's going to make people happy is... To have the option to find their friends and yeah. just hang out and yeah. say goodbye to the say goodbye to the festival. It was such a good party. And then we had El Pancaco. Yes, we did. I wasn't actually El Pancaco drunk, but I was very hungry. Yeah. So we late nighted yeah, I don't know, it was like three three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, we were at Magnolia Cafe on South Congress and uh, it was you and me, Mike Salters, and we found Barb Kennedy. And Barb Kennedy came walking in and walked right by us. Yeah. And I'm well, like... Well, to be fair... To be fair... We were wearing a ton of face paints. <laughs> Two of us. <laughs> yes, that's true. The, uh, pe- the people around us did keep looking. They, I should have Oh, we were shiny. I should have worn my octopus in. That would have really kept things going. Oh, Yeah. Should have. Oh well. Yeah. So we had chips and queso and pancakes and burgers, burgers and, and omelets and yeah, and we ate and it was glorious. And then we came home and went to bed and slept in. Oh, and I think Chris might have tried to wake me up at one point, maybe just to say I love you, but that wasn't happening. Yeah. I woke up earlier in the morning and just to see if anybody was trying to alert me to. The heat death of the universe or something and it's like oh nope going back to bed now yay yay bed so <sighs> so dear listeners that is, Fest that is the, the conclusion good one this year it was a very good one this year the, the lineup was solid I didn't see anything I didn't like didn't see anything I didn't like yes those are the right words yeah yeah no, yeah. no stinkers at all like there's there are some things that there were some things I liked that I was like, well, uh, maybe not for me. Yeah. But, like, the art and craft of them were still very much on display. Yeah. So. Well, I'm remembering back ten years ago at my first 
fantastic fest and the program being you know just as full but it was kind of touch and go in some of the movies i mean part of that is probably me just being new to fantastic fest but also the there were things that's like yeah this one's so good but last couple of years it's like you can't go wrong yeah yeah the programming is so strong and they're and they're like they're all well really well made movies too that's the like i mean but part of it i probably just because it's a now established festival so they have access i would assume yeah that's part of it and i think there's more diversity in the uh people picking the movies as well mm, yeah cuz there in years prior there was a huge streak of like bad horror movies it's like we're just picking this because it's gory you know that sort of thing yeah. and oh it's, like, it's so gory and gross and look at the kills it's like yeah but, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah other than that it has no value <laughs> just yeah so it's been very good these last several years rock and roll all right all right you're gonna go meet up with a friend i might yeah. take a nap I recommend that. I think that sounds delightful. Right? And then um, and then maybe some social plans later in the evening. Jerry came into town. We got a... We got oh, Jer- Jerry might have already left now that I think about it. Oh, holy cow, maybe. Because his, his flight was on Friday. And, right. Well, so today's Friday. Today is Friday. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? What happened? Where have we been? So, all right, listeners. What month life, is it? Life goes on is what I'm trying to communicate. <laughs> okay. Uh, with much bemusement. So, uh, God knows when we'll talk to you again, but... Hey, at the very but, least, at the very least, probably next year at Fantastic Fest. But thanks for coming along for the ride again. Yes, thank you. Good to good to see you. Good to... It's it, sure. Uh, well, uh, Langu- language is flexible. Yeah, okay. we love you dear listeners thank you for listening goodbye bye thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton you can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher you can also visit us at xanaducinema.com follow us on Twitter at xanaducinema and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Okay, we are in the back front porch studios again. Wait, I should introduce the show. Hi, cat. (laughs) I need you to keep all of that. I will.